0: It's not so much about knowing it, it's about glowing it. Davidic psaltery, the heart of David, perfect love manifesting through all souls. It's true. Prophet Bob Jones, the the Elijah Mantle to this generation said, when you stand before Jesus on Judgment Day, you're only asked one question, did you learn to love? Did you learn to love other tribes? It's so easy to love our own tribes. See, in this apostleship of Red Letter Ministries, it's every tribe. And the tribes don't have much interaction with other tribes. And within the tribes, there are clans. And within the clans, there are families. Every nation, every tribe, every tongue around the throne of grace. And every overcomer sits on the white throne of grace of grace. And what do we judge? The envy and the strife of the lust and the pride that's still in our hearts. We judge it so that you can be free from captivity, free from poverty, free from strife, free from jealousy, free from greed, freed from idols, and free from sexual immorality. So you have virgin-like purity. Matthew 5, 8. The pure see God. The only reason why people can't see God is because of sexual immorality in their hearts. Otherwise, you'll always see God. I mean, He's omnipresent. He's the Lord and He changes not. The seven spirits of God are sent out into all the earth. They're never gonna leave the earth. Revelation 5 6, the Lamb on the throne has sent us his anointing. The messianic anointing has been on earth exactly the same for 2,000 years. The only issue is our minds tuning into the glory channel. Are your minds renewed to the place of always being tuned in to the glory channel? Or are you listening to some other spirit in the garden, some serpent in the garden, so your mind is tuned into Some selfishness. Something about you instead of something about Christ in you. That's what deceives people after they're born again. They get bewitched to thinking that the new covenant's about them instead of about Christ. I mean, that's Satan's main strategy for every Christian. And I'll sit there and just suffer with them. I mean, like, why do I even bother? They just tell me about themselves, talk about themselves and their visions, their dreams, me, 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 for hours and hours and hours. And it's like, why do we even bother? Because he's a suffering servant. And he can mature you to see beyond yourself, to love others and build up others more highly than yourself, which is growing in the agape, which is passing the test of learning how to love. Agape love is serving others in their spiritual stomachs and uprooting their envy and strife, which are the cities of Egypt and Sodom. Envy is Sodom. Strife is Egypt. Comparisons, factions, debating, arguments, you know, like, how many visions did you have, sister? Oh, my visions are more spiritual. My dreams, I'm dreaming dreams that are better than your dreaming dreams. I mean, I hear it non It's like nursery school on earth for literally the whole charismatic church. You get around these people, and they'll just, you, they want to fascinate you with their angelic encounters. You know the verse in the Bible, the Apostle Paul says, you know, these false apostles wow you with their angel encounters. I mean, that's what he's dealing with. Because they were dealing with external angels of the natural realm that pretended to be angels of the glory realm. So they puff up your pride, and that's how I know it's all Jezebelic activity. Because when it's a true angel of the glory realm, it only works within the humility of the little child Jesus. The little child. Lamb on the throne, not even a sheep. Not a ram on the throne. Lamb on the throne. Why is it lamb? Because without humility, you can never serve the Father. The apostolic is Moses on the mountain of transfiguration that Jesus Christ walks in. Hello? Hello? And he's the most humble man that's ever lived, according to himself. But it's perfectly the truth, because he wrote numbers. And how do you know that he's not lying? Because he's walking in the glory, which is the faithful witness. He's walking in the cloud by day and the fire by night. You know, it's not just empty, vain philosophy, it's not just psychology, it's the witness of the glory and the witness of the fire. It's the apostolic witness that's always faithful and always true. Heaven and earth will pass away but that witness will never pass away. Most people grew up in a Christianity that had no faithful witness and so most of this stuff is brand new to them. Well, welcome to normal biblical Christianity. You know, we're coming out of spiritual pyramids and we're coming out of Spiritual dry places in spiritual Egypt. And we're crossing the Jordan River. We're crossing the river of life into the promised land of milk and honey, or you can say into the promised land of wine and oil. Wine and oil. The Israelites had a problem listening to Joshua and Caleb because they're bringing back wine grapes. Like I'm going to listen to a drunk man. You know, I mean, these guys are more concerned about getting drunk and more excited about getting drunk. Than they are about anything else, and they were so sober in religion that they listened to the negative report of the ten lying, demon-possessed, faithless, diabolical, satanic Jezebel spies of Satan stars that fell from heaven, and they died, didn't they? When they listened to the to the men with the negative, dry report of unbelief, the religious report, they died. How many of y'all know if you listen to a dry gospel that doesn't have the grapes of Joshua and Caleb on its shoulders, you will die? Dry religion is a dead letter that kills you. And you're coming out of the place of death, which is spiritual pyramids, spiritual slavery, and spiritual Egypt into the promised land right now. And you come in by faith and by drinking and by feasting, Luke 15, Jesus Christ's gospel is the only gospel in the red letters and he says to the younger prodigals, the religious ones, and to the rebellious ones, you got to kill the goat, which is kill your pride, and then enter the glory and begin feasting on your pride. Every day, eating your pride away. How do you eat your pride? First of all, revelation. Second of all, intoxication, fresh anointing new wine revelations in your heart condition you of his love, revelations in your heart condition you of his favor without the favor which is the fresh oil and without the love which is the new wine you cannot be reconditioned from the pride of the dry place that's how you feast on the goat after you're born again you keep eating the goat the goat's been killed Okay, the goat's been killed Like, almost all of you are born again, and almost all of you speak in tongues, and all of you are baptized in the Holy Spirit. It's not an issue of killing the goat or killing the calf anymore. It's an issue of eating the goat, eating your pride, and eating the calf, which is eating your lust. And your spirit is full of Jesus Christ, the King of glory, and all he wants to do is eat that stuff out of your mind, and you're constantly transfigured by the renewing of your mind, by eating your lust out of your carnal brain, and eating your pride out of your brain, until you can start to see clearly without the pride and the lust of the goat and the calf through your soul, and that's when your day dawns as it's written in Peter. And the morning star rises in your heart, and your day dawns. And the path of the righteous shines ever brighter to the full dawn of day. We're coming into the time of the full dawn of day. Because we've been eating our goat and eating our calf just like all day, every day. And they're like, oh, you need to do something. Do some works. How many poor people did you help this week so that uh, the religious demon in me can support your ministry? You know, I mean, they need they need some Mother Teresa religion in order to, like, participate in it because they're carnal Christians. And that's just not Christianity. That's older prodigal son religious pride syndrome. That's satanic, white magic, jezebelic activity. You come into the father's house, you begin to eat the goat, eat the pride, eat the lust. You eat it away until it's gone, and you see your horns. You know, you're constantly tested by the beasts of the field, but it's good for you. It's good for me. It's so good. Because when the beasts of the field, the carnal realm of soulish people full of lust and pride and every demonic idea that would just kill you and send you to hell, and they're always lying to you with the tongues of white magic and the tongues of black magic and all the dumb crap of how you can kill yourself in the magic arts of rebellion in Babylon, the great, every stupid idea from Satan that's in the world. And it's like, ah, and those are the beasts of the field, but it's good for me. Because it causes my horns of spiritual fortitude to come forth. What are horns? Stately grace and power. The Bible speaks of the seven horns of the lamb that's on the throne. Revelation chapter 5 verse 6. Read the Bible. The horns are not bad horns. I'm not talking about the devil's horns. Okay. I'm talking about the horns of stately grace and the horns of Samuel's horn of oil that anointed David with the power of the Holy Ghost. You've been anointed with the seven horns of God the Father's power. That's what makes you Christians. You have received the Holy Spirit from God Himself. That's what makes you anointed ones because of the horns of the Holy Spirit. The horns of the Lamb on the throne. And these horns get stronger. Your confidence in these horns grows through your skulls. Moses came down the mountain with horn-like appearance, it is written. How many of y'all know you got seven horns? Well, I don't see my horns. You don't have confidence because you're still participating in the tongues of Sodom and the tongues of Egypt. Repent of those demonic tongues, those lies of the enemy. Come into the tongues of fire, and your confidence in Zion, the mountain of burning anointing oil, will take over your soul, and the, the horns of Jesus Christ, the confidence of the lion of the tribe of Judah, will come forth through your souls. My righteous one is as bold as a lion who receives the horns of fresh oil. The Bible says, Psalms 35, You have anointed me with the oil of gladness beyond my fellow kings. Why have you anointed us? With the anointing of prosperity, which is the oil of gladness, the oil of joy, beyond our fellow fellow companions, beyond our fellow princes and princesses of the Israelites, of the sons and daughters of the living God. How have you anointed us? Because you hated wickedness and you loved righteousness, it is written. Because you hated wickedness and because you loved righteousness, it is written, Therefore I have anointed you with the oil of joy beyond your fellow kings. Have you hated wickedness? Have you hated the king of Sodom? His name in Hebrew is wickedness, Satan. True story. Melchizedek means Righteousness, the king of Sodom's name, you studied out in Hebrew, Genesis 14, literally translated, means wickedness. So there's like a parable there. You got the city of righteousness and the city of wickedness. Have you hated wickedness? Oh yeah, that's why God has anointed you with the oil of joy. Because you hate what is wrong, and you love what is right, you hate lust. You hate the lust of the flesh. You hate the lust of the eyes. You hate the pride of possessions, the comparisons, and the envy, and the strife. You hate wickedness. And you love righteousness. You love holiness. You love the fruitfulness of the Holy Spirit. You love the kingdom of heaven. You love the cherubim and the seraphim. You love the anointing oil. You love the fire and glory of of the Lamb of God on the throne. You love the seven torches. You love the four living creatures. You love the glory realm. And you hate the realm of witchcraft. You hate the lying tongues of black and white magic of Janes and Jambres. And you love your deliverer, Moses. You love the apostolic witness. You love the spirit of Elijah. You love the chariot of fire more highly than the Lamborghini. It's true. You know, but we serve the golden image six days a week and then we condemn our neighbor when they talk about prosperity and we're like a total hypocrite. You know, serve (laughs) serve money six days a week and then on Sunday preach about the chariot of fire. I deal with that every single day in ministry. Religious hypocrisy. And it's like, man. If we just circumcise and burn up your heart like a lot more and purify your spiritual stomach from the realm of Egypt, then I could really tolerate your preaching if there wasn't so much hypocrisy, so much manifestation of demons that you're trying to hide in your own spirit life. You know? And it's like they're trying to hide from the seven eyes. It's like, we only look inside your spiritual stomachs. We only look that inside your bellies, your treasure houses, to what's important to you. What's important to you? You're the 12 tribes of Israel. 11 out of 12 of you will be in marketplace for eternity, trading on the sea of glass. That doesn't mean there will even be one drop of unrighteous mammon in your belly. There will not be one drop of the golden image of Babylon the Great and the golden calf of the Israelites' rebellion in your belly. You'll have the fullness of God the Father the Creator in your stomachs and that's how you'll be anointed with the oil of prosperity to kick major butt in all the marketplace worldwide. I mean, the Christians will just take the marketplace when you're finally released. In the apostolic witness of Moses to be the 11 tribes you were called to be. Revelation 15, and they will sing the song of Moses on top of Mount Zion. Have you ever read the song of Moses? Only one tribe's in full-time ministry, and everyone's like looking up to the pastor, looking up to the apostle. Look. The apostle's looking up to you because he's servant of all to kick your butts out there in the prophetic anointing, apostolic anointing, to take the seven mountains and eject the prostitute of Babylon and the witchcraft of Jezebel into the lake of fire. You're anointed to conquer more than conquerors through Christ who loves you. You're anointed to win. Not just win souls. To win nations not just to do your little individual evangelism. That ain't it. That's not the apostolic anointing. That's not the prophetic witness. I mean, you'll be so anointed that you'll be blazing in seven torches like your older brother. You know, you're born of his seed, born of the seed of the word of God that cannot sin, firstborn from among the dead, firstborn of many, it is written. And Jesus Christ sits on a white throne and he's present with us in the earth with his seven blazing torches right now, fully 100% present, the same yesterday, today, and forever, but we just haven't tuned our minds in yet to the glory channel. We haven't got our minds renewed to the place of being empowered in the full confidence of the apostolic witness of the Lamb on the throne in the spirit of Moses, in the spirit of Elijah. Why is the spirit of Moses and the spirit of Elijah so important? And it's mentioned in Revelation, it's mentioned in James, it's mentioned in the Gospels, it's all throughout the New Testament because it's the apostolic and prophetic witness of the glory realm of Christ the Messiah. It's very important. Jesus went up the mountain of transfiguration and when you've overcome the natural dimension into the glory dimension, there you have the apostolic and the prophetic above the realm of flesh and blood. That's the highway of holiness of the apostolic and prophetic witness of Moses and Elijah, and every overcomer will walk in it. Whether you're in the business or you're a full-time minister, 11 out of 12 tribes who sing the song of Moses of the overcomers are involved in the marketplace. The 144,000 come forth now. These are the sons of God and husband and wife. It's true. They're families, and each one rides in a chariot of fire over the high places of the earth, over the seven mountains. And what's on top of the seven mountains that we get rid of? The witchcraft of Jezebel. The fallen angels ejected. This is our universe. Our Father created it. What are these fallen angels doing in our heavens? What are these demons doing in our valleys, in our earth? The only reason why we're there there, is because we haven't matured to the place of ruling the universe in Christ. But we are. Like He-Man and Shira, called the masters of the universe. That's what we grew up on in this 1981 predestined, foreordained generation that takes the universe back from the one-third that fell and burns them all up into the lake of fire by the mountain of the anointing oil. Amen. And you can see how many people, Christians, Pentecostals, Charismatics, are involved in the witchcraft of the Whore of Babylon because they manifest at the burning mountain that becomes chief of all the mountains in the last days. This is Mount Zion rising in our bellies, the mountain of the Anointed One and His anointing. And it consumes the natural dimension, which are the seven mountains of the world. Amen. And we take the heavens over the mountains. We take all the heavens. We are. That's what we're warring for. The influence of the skyline. So that Satan is no longer the influence of the prince of the power of the air, but the apostolic witness and the tree of life in the garden has taken the air. So people can breathe in the glory realm of prosperity and healing. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Amen? Amen! Let the four living creatures blow the wind of the glory realm through every soul in the world. And let no flesh ever be in control of it. Because our God is a spirit. And the second Adam is a life-giving spirit. And he's the father of spirits. And some of these spirits have been fathered into full spiritual stature. And some of these spirits have begun to reign. Amen? Blessed are they, for they are the overcomers with the overcomers' gifts of Revelations chapters 2 and 3. Go ahead, read those verses out loud tonight and apply those overcomers' gifts to your lives. They're called spiritual blessings. Put them in your belly and it will slay your soul with seven horns and seven eyes. You'll burst out of the box of self into the kingdom of heaven of selflessness of the glory realm. And you just manifest the glory on everyone around you. And that glory coming out of you by your slain selfishness is the healing of the nations, the covering of the leaves of the olive tree that never wither in the name of Jesus Christ. Come into financial partnership with Brethren Ministries. Retherman.com. We'll see you tomorrow. Amen.